All right, we are here with the champ. The champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> Welcome, Karn folk. How are you today? How you doing, sir? I am well, despite this lovely Michigan hailstorm weather. Oh, storm of the century. It was fun. It was fun <laughs> to watch. And it, uh, it brought the temperature down about like 10 degrees for, I don't know, a half an hour. Oh. Th- that was, yeah, that was helpful. So that was nice. But uh, Very muggy here uh, and hailstorms today. Yes. Oh. Russell Palace was besieged. So, of course, uh, Brandon, Mr. Bean, and I know who you are, but for our international audience that sometimes extends as far as Louisville, Kentucky, why don't you tell people who you are? I am the champ of the One Falls Show. <laughs> <sighs> how, I, did you, how did you get the championship for the One Falls Show? Well, I have Maybe to, to explain to our listeners that do, don't know the backstory. Fair enough. To explain, I, sh- I have to shake your hand first. Okay. Look at that. A grip so nice, although I took his title twice. Yes, it's true. Yes, two-time champ of the Swedish Fish Championship belt. <laughs> oh, God. it was. It's been about, I don't know, six, eight months since I've had to come back to Wrestle Palace to explain myself. I'm sorry, guys. It's a little tough love for you. The champ loves all of you. But here's a little tough love. You've hidden me away for eight months. You've pretty much reduced the championship that I have adorned for so long. I've waited so long to get. I finally get it, and you send me away. Yeah, what's it like to be the championship? To be the champ when it doesn't matter? <sighs> we worked so hard to put that belt over. It, it seemed that nobody cared, and it turned out that one person really, 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 really cared. cared. <sighs> the champ still loves you. That's cool. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shawnee Constant, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Bean. Keyfabe, motherfucker. Keyfabe, motherfucker. We are basking in the glory. In the glory. Of the opulent Russell Palace. Chandelier. Russell Palace. Oh, like you spike prison style, dude. Boom <laughs> shakaloo. The scariest of all. Murder Cloud. It's like we've said uh, previously on the show. Meteora. Fat. Got fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's drinking. Bob Burr's got a big old neck. It's a work. It's a work. And this is the one for stomping grounds i got halfway through it and then as i was telling you before you cut the mics on the network on okay, my Faye, motherfucker. the network on my phone is uh for some reason pulling up this dialogue box saying the video you selected will not play while the video i selected plays in the background mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um i you know i saw the the first hour or so of it and i gotta say um very preoccupied after seeing on twitter that half of the arena was tarped off uh, very preoccupied with seeing if the camera shots would catch it ah, whatsoever yeah. as well as whenever the uh people in the ring would perform to the hard cam thinking you're performing to like three rows of people man it's hard to say yeah they they, they hit it pretty well the upper decks uh, were, were definitely spotty yeah uh the cheap seats which surprises me it seems like those would be the ones that you'd sell but right. i don't know maybe they filled people in in the lower half but the first half of that thing was good i like i agree it. and then the second half was uh, you know pretty lousy really i thought the uh the match between daniel bryan and rowan and heavy machinery 
was fantastic. I really have to say that of all the things, they said they were going to start to emphasize tag teams more, and I am liking the tag teams a lot more. We're seeing tag team matches in made cards, and I'm enjoying them. Well, I think that's, I mean, right in there. Especially with this season of NXT, I mean, them moving and shaking all the tag teams up to the brands, they have more than enough talent. Like you mentioned earlier when we were watching one of the matches, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Bringing Bro Lee as a tag team into NXT, I mean, yeah, they were both getting individual programs, but I mean, you can only do so much with Velveteen Dream, and then you know, with the championship, getting getting those established tag teams in NXT, I think, has definitely helped them propel. I mean, I remember most of that hour show more than the other five hours that were earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, sure, especially the. Uh, Oh, the uh, breakout tournament starting this week on NXT. Uh, the bunch of, uh, I believe, eight hopeful independent wrestlers. Yeah, you get to see a bunch of guys that you have not seen on NXT television yet. Oh, and I, I admit it. I'm, I spent one day and watched a fair amount of these six-hour uh, essential NXT combine that they put out. Ah, I was okay. bored, but um, how was it? It was actually pretty interesting. I mean, seeing. Um, was the uh, female Chinese wrestler's name uh, Shiley? That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, she was, I mean, she performed what she had to do, and she just rooted everyone on man, woman. I mean, she was just like the energy in that room. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. But, and they're essentially just doing like like an NFL combine, right? Like exactly. you're doing, you're, you're seeing them do object, uh, objective feats of, of yeah. athleticism. Well, they uh, gimmicked up stuff, no, right? They did a that long t- jump, a high jump. They had to uh, throw a medicine ball, um, I'm trying to remember if it was 25 pounds, over their shoulders behind them. And some people were throwing like 50 feet. Jeez. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. And seeing that talent there, you, you've heard throughout the months that they signed all of this incredible independent talent. And the only, you only see a few of them. You're starting to see Kushida a little more. Uh, <laughs> the man that time forgot. Uh, <laughs> but. I'm I'm a personal fan of the uh, you know the late 2000s early 20 teens independent circuit. So you have Trevor Lee, you have uh, oh gosh, what are they calling him now? Isaiah Swerve, which was Shane Strickland. Okay. In the independents, uh, can't wait for their match. They I believe that's coming up on next week's episode. Okay. Um, Is that broken down into one hour? Uh, no, they're showing one match per oh, per uh, per episode of NXT. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, uh, this past episode, they had the one match, um, and then they did a, uh, a punishment mart or not punishment Martinez, uh, Damian Priest Damian match. Damian Priest. <laughs> uh, but then they, name. they they did finish the show off with uh, what I thought was a pretty darn inventive uh, steel cage match: Shayna Baszler, yeah. against Io Shirai. Ooh, nice. That's yes. I'm gonna have to catch that one. For it's sure. a yeah, it's a solid match. It's got some neat stuff that you've not seen in a cage match before. Um, and, and speaking of cage matches, as a, as a quick aside, I do have to say Kofi diving through the oh, ropes uh, to end the cage match at Stomping Grounds was inventive. It was a great ending. It, you know, you knew that those two guys would put on an excellent match. The problem I had with the situation was that you didn't have. We just saw the cage match with uh, with the Miz and Shane McMahon. Sure, and they really earned that cage match. It was like a grueling program that went months and months and months. Sure, you know. And then you just have Dolph Ziggler come out of 
you know semi-retirement yeah well all cage matches it's sort of again shows how little regard vince mcmahon has for all he had to do was all he had to do one was say once i want a match where your new day compatriots cannot interfere Mm -hmm. whether they'd interfered or not you know if they haven't interfered then it's even more heel to be like oh well they're gonna interfere so i want a match where they can't interfere kind of thing that's all you gotta do just say it once yeah i guess you know know. it never happened protect that protect it you had a great cage match and i'll save it for the next great cage match but as as brandon was saying yeah the the io shirai and uh and Shayna baszler match fantastic uh there's a lot of gimmickry going on and uh it's got a great ending to it as well that i don't want to spoil for anybody that hasn't seen it yet there was a great keith lee match too i don't know who he fought but boy oh boy did that guy make keith lee look strong yeah um he had a, a nikos krikos he it was a greek gimmick name he had a, he was a personal trainer of maybe six foot one yeah okay and a <laughs> half cane uh spandex unitard on, oh no and he proceeded to try and give keith lee the business within 30 seconds just gave him one good shot and you knew that, <laughs> yep. that it was done you knew where you knew where that match was headed it's i'm glad that if they're gonna at least if they're bringing keith lee in slow at least they're bringing him in very strong which yeah. is oh, i mean gosh. really it's so hard for a face in WWE to get over with me because it's just such a primary color um, storyline that you get. But Keith Lee is someone who I can buy into as a face uh, right right out of the gate if they choose to go that direction. Well, and speaking of being strong, too, going back to Stomping Grounds, the, the tag team match that I referred to where it was Rowan and Daniel Bryan uh, against Heavy Machinery, um, they convinced me that Eric Rowan is this giant tree trunk of a man, so mm-hmm. that the payoff for that is when uh, Otis like catches him out of the air or something like right. that. It's so impressive. Yes, yes. No, they, they staged that match beautifully, and it was a lot of fun to watch uh, essentially Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan be treated as the face yes. because of the locale. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was in Washington. But some uh, some hilarious chance. Drive a Prius. Drive chance. a Prius. Yeah. Rowan can't fit in a Prius. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, to me, um, Heavy Machinery was totally over. This should have yep. been their coming out party. Yep. If they're anywhere else, this is their coming out party. It's yeah. like... Uh, you know, did they do that on purpose? I have no idea. But, it, you know, overall, I thought it was fun to watch them have to get over with that crowd instead of just, I mean, I'm just sort of, I'm sort of, I, I like their, their routine. Yeah. So they don't have to work much to get over with me. So I like that they had to work. It showed yep. that they were still having to dig deep. And, and it was fun watching Otis respond to a crowd that was no-selling his, you yeah. know, like he, he's been getting such a good, a good, warm reception everywhere. That uh, it was fun to see him have to have to dance with the crowd a little bit to try to get. There was one moment too where I thought they were going to get over, and they just oh, never quite. No. Did. Yeah, they never quite did. But you have to also not only is it a Daniel Bryan crowd, but it, that has got to be like the most stoned per capita crowd. Oh, easily. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what it is in uh, Seattle, but I mean, six percent on the uh, sales tax. I don't know what it is over there, but the ticket price is reasonable, and that crowd just. I mean, I don't, I don't know the last time a pay-per-view was in that area where Daniel Bryant was. It was probably shortly after his first title run sure. before he came back. But that crowd was just open arms, open hearts. Yep. <laughs> and I think it's neat, too, to stop and think about where Daniel Bryan is in his career. Like, under any other circumstances, I think we would look at this as a demotion 
to be pulled back to the tag team titles. But really, I look at what he's doing now and like he's getting to work through tag teams with a bunch of young talent and and kind of learn to put teaching them to put themselves over. Yeah, and and helping to I mean there's really no one to usher the tag team into a, a main event kind of role. Sure. And so he lends some credibility to that, the idea that this could be a main event type thing. Right. Daniel Bryan's there because you know the company is willing to put Daniel Bryan in a main event role. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be a demotion if this was two years ago and the tag team was, you know, you were you were lucky you were lucky to have your match in the pre show. Yep. Um, where now we got two matches, uh, what, two or three tag team matches in the main card. Yep. Um, and that was the, the great thing about Stomping Grounds. The less great thing was the sort of how obvious it was uh, once Lacey came out that this was going to become the uh, the Seth and Becky show. Yeah. Now, is this elevate Becky, lower Becky, elevate Seth, lower... You know, you know what I'm saying here. How what what dynamic now takes place? Yeah, now, obviously it's really from strange. the front office, Seth Rollins is your main event guy. However, still getting matches where the crowd is chanting, "This is boring" and "This is stupid." So, does Becky elevate Seth, or does Seth ultimately drag Becky down? Yeah, and and, and we're gonna have to you know find out as we move forward. Is they gonna do a thing that? I think they, they want you to believe they've never done before, but it has been done one other time where they'll have a mixed tag team match at Extreme Rules where both titles are on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, in the early 2000s, it was um, Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix ah, okay. who won the Intercontinental and women's titles off of the uh, title holders. I think the IC belt may have been held by Kofi Kingston at the time, mm-hmm. okay. if I remember correctly. But it was a, uh, it, you know, the the Beth Phoenix Santino dynamic was very different than the dynamic either of these uh, teams have. But was very fun, and I'm I'm hopeful because the mix, mix match challenge on Facebook the last two years has been a really fun event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully we can see some fun out of uh, this particular interaction with them. What do you think, Brandon? Does this uh, change how either of those? I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, actually, them playing, I mean, most of the entertainment, for me at least, uh, from uh, the WWE has not been their shows, but it has been their social media. Uh, and now that they're getting more in, or back into the reality aspect of it, finally coming out with Seth and Becky as a couple, finally seeing Charlotte and Andrade put up those uh, couples photos, pics of them on the beach together. Um, it, it does leave room for good storytelling. But it, but it is an aged story that they're trying to tell with the the power couples battling sure. for supremacy. Right. So it, it would be interesting to see what they can do if more couples come out, uh, or if uh, like uh, when you had some of the Smarks back in the day when John Cena and uh, oh uh, Brie Belly started right. having a couple when they said oh this is just an orchestrated thing you're starting a reality TV show right right sure push the couple thing this is a, it's at least a little more legitimate um, you know who knows maybe Killian Dane and Nikki Cross have a, a yeah. something coming up in the future that would be fun that would at least you know get Killian Dane on TV <laughs> oh god <laughs> no I think they uh, they did show a little vignette of him uh, returning to NXT in NXT yeah uh, and uh, that's not a demotion uh, in, in my eyes, no. seeing Tyler Breeze back there, seeing some of the talent that uh, was NXT homegrown that could be brought back there, getting back on the TV, uh, yeah, it does take away some potential time from the future talent, but 
it's also talent presently owned that's squandered. Yeah, I wonder if with AEW, it looks like they may be going after Wednesdays now. It still hasn't been officially announced at the time of this recording, but I think we're really, really close. Um, I wonder if NXT goes to a two-hour and perhaps even a live format. Right. Um, to, or do they move it? To block out. You know, when SmackDown moves to Fridays, do they go like, okay, well, instead of going head-to-head, with the AEW show, let's move NXT to Tuesdays. I think they're going head to head for sure at this yeah. point. I would be shocked, just because they can, right? Like they have that bully, the bully pulpit now. Well, that's true. Whether they use it well or not, who knows? You know, so far, no good. Uh, you know, the latest report I saw was that Fox News or the Fox uh, Network people were calling the McMahons in to discuss the fact that, wait a minute, you sold us something, and now you're, this something is becoming less and less valuable by the day. What the fuck are you doing over there? Sure. And Vince goes in there and says, wild card. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. I can't tell you who you're getting, but you're going to get something for two hours. I, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but what was both of your reactions when the news broke earlier this week that... Uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are now coming back to individually run Raw and SmackDown. Um, from a creative standpoint, I love it. Um, it's, I mean, Paul Heyman proven in front of the camera, behind the camera. He works with the talent. He works with the stories. Uh, Eric Bischoff, it, it's been a while. I mean, I don't follow some of the, I dare call them lower card shows. Um, I don't watch Impact or ring of honor much anymore but mm-hmm. it doesn't appear that many people do no they've as well, definitely so. fallen off the way uh sure so uh, impact goes back and forth people love tessa blanchard yeah but uh so that leaves what eric bischoff doing the podcasts uh the yeah, it's all they. I mean, and it's not going to happen immediately. But now the only uh, the only person Conrad works with that doesn't have a contract over WWE is Jim Ross. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that with a new uh, live primetime wrestling show appearing on the Turner Network, you you know what better ace up your sleeve could you have than Eric Bischoff if you want to sink that program? As long as Vince Russo is not holding his pocket, I I'm, think I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, He's struggling those card tails. I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm buying into the Moxley uh, view of what the world is, and if it's true that Vince McMahon is going to change things at the last minute and ignore everybody else, then I don't care who you put in that position. Right. It's just going to make so cool. Now they get to be the most two most frustrated people in professional wrestling. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, w- I would imagine that neither one of those guys would take that job if they didn't think the money was worth the job they're expecting, which is right. to be the guy that, in the same way that Bruce Pritchard is kind of the guy that has to manage the dude at the top, along with all the disgruntled workers beneath you. Yeah, and, and you know, it's kind of to get it from both ends, if you will. Like the guys beneath you be like, man, he never listens to anything. Well, yeah, I know. And then go to the guy at the top who never listens to anything, and and I can't understand why there's nothing good coming up. Yeah, I know. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Right. You got all these writers, and not one of them can write a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a uh, I have a match set up here. Um, anyone who follows our Facebook page over at the One Fall Show knows that I am infatuated with Orange Cassidy ever yeah. since the uh, as well you should be Double or Nothing show. Yep, where he made his surprise appearance in the Battle Royal. 
And, uh, and I'm excited to see this because uh, right after, of course, he made his, his appearance in the uh, the Battle Royal at Double or Nothing, uh, the first match I saw outside of that full match, which Orange Cassidy was the one that you shared on our Facebook page with Gentleman Jervis. Great match. And that is amazing. And I, I'm fascinated by the fact that that match happened very close to Double or Nothing. It's not like that match has existed for X amount of years. Right, right. Like, he did that and then went to Double or Nothing and put himself in front of what probably the biggest audience he's ever had right and right. now the the wrestling internet world is on fire with a passion for more orange cassidy and he just continues to dominate beyond wrestling over near boston wins title after title right shows up for five minutes moseys around and apparently that's what he's been doing for a good long time now but i wanted to introduce you when i was going into the uh the orange cassidy rabbit hole down the rabbit hole there i uh I discovered Super Cop Dick Justice. And he's <laughs> yeah, and a I, guy who has not had a chance. I'm unfamiliar with this, but I love it already. He is—he's uh, very enjoyable. He's very okay. underappreciated based on the um, the views of many of his videos under 1,000. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we can help to push a little bit uh, the name of Super Cop Dick Justice. Assuming you guys enjoy this sure. as much as I do. Sure. So let's go ahead and pop this match on. This is one from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, boy, it looks like some sort of a uh, definitely a bingo hall type scenario. Absolutely, you can see the we're just in the screenshot here. Before you start it, you can see the t-shirt wall in the background. Mm-hmm. You have the gimmick table. Yep, they got the wood uh, the wood walls with some 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 fairly generic paintings of whatever county I'm sure they are in. It absolutely looks like a VFW hall. Yes. <laughs> But, you know, some of my favorite matches I've ever seen have happened in VFW halls, have just been, like, two guys I didn't know going in, and then all of a sudden I'm like, that was amazing. Oh, there's certainly something to be said about the uh, the small, despite what Seth Rollins has to say, there's something to be sure. said about the, uh, the small-time wrestling and what people are able to do in terms of <laughs> this ridiculous look on Orange Cassidy's face. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't always freshly squeezed. Oh, gosh, no. I was led to believe. No, he had a little uh, electric hardcore uh, Hardy-esque gimmick. Had the nice surfer haircut. Okay. With the multi-neon colored tights. About how many years has it been since Fred Orange Cassidy has become this character, this iteration? Fairly recent. Gosh. Ah, here's... Oh, wow. Super cop. That's the super cop? Dick Justice, he's got a... Uh, he looks like Nacho Libre without the mask. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yes. he got the Stars and Stripes headband on. He does. got the mustache. The modern-day Serpico. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, he's oh, wow. already pulling out the finger guns and what? firing it into the air. Orange Cassidy is not happy. He's arguing with the ref. He did not realize that finger guns were going to be brought into this match. Uh, uh, how are finger guns legal? I highly doubt that referee checked Super Cop Dick Justice for any type of for- arsenal in his tights. Oh, wait. <laughs> Those oh, are up, maybe. He's about to pat him down, I think. No, it's the honor oh, system. No. Working right. with the honor system. That's fair. Full house. It's a, a small house, but a full house. I always, I've seen matches like this before. I've never been in a VFW hall where it's like this, but when the crowd is right up against the ring like that. Oh, yeah, you get the, the pound out the rhythms on the oh, ring itself. That's that scares the hell out of me. Well, especially for a match with the intensity of an Orange Cassidy. For sure. Versus a Super Cop Dick Justice. Uh-oh, here we go. Glasses are off. He's taken off the aviators and... Oh, he threw them, them at him! Thrown them at... Total disregard for the law. I guess if uh, I guess if you're going to use the finger guns, then... Oh, he's picking up... Okay, so Super Cop Dick Justice picking up the glasses. 
Is he going to put them on? Oh, have you ever seen a super cop who could pass up a pair of aviators? Oh, wow. No. Fair Wait, enough. Oh, 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 Dick Justice is. He's going to break them. He's got. I know he's going to break. No, he threw them back. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. Total disrespect. Get the look on Orange Cassidy's face. This is your classic match. Your classic <laughs> match. Is the... I mean, you could have started with a hammer, uh, uh, collar, and elbow lockup, but shirt wow, bombs off, and he threw wow. authority. Yeah, I normally have... you see Orange Cassidy sort of limply toss his shirt, but uh, he is not happy with. For those viewers, he was moving in slow motion there when he took his shirt off. This is not anywhere close to the speed that you would, you know, usually consider out of Orange Cassidy in his moves. Yeah, he's he's fired up for Orange Cassidy. Oh, oh a slap. Oh. A big slap on Officer Dick Justice. Right, he slapped an officer of the law across the face. You're asking for trouble. He nearly knocked the fanny pack right off of him. Don't do it. (laughs) Dick Justice wants to have a chop off, but Orange Cassidy, disgusted, holding his chest, does not want to deal with any kind of discomfort in this match, and he's already trying to call it off. He did not know that this was the kind right. of fight he was going to be getting. Right, well, Dick Justice was there. was willing to like wind up like a normal person to hit him with a chop, and that's where Orange Cassidy stopped him. That is such a gentlemanly move. Oh! Oh, yes! <laughs> so, he went for the hand. Orange Cassidy uh, offered the handshake, and when Dick Justice went for it, he locked him. He Greco-Roman knuckle-locked him, and then uh, and then oh. slapped him in the oh, chest. He now he's called for around the world. He's, he's going. He's up on the top rope. He's Thumbs going old up. old school. A little bit of Undertaker. Shade yeah. the Undertaker here. Okay, he's, he walked across from one turnbuckle to the next. Now he's uh, <laughs> he's just going to walk around the ring, isn't he? Yes. Oh, no, he slipped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stands up and smiles and continues his walk. Such a mark. I don't think he has jurisdiction over half that ring. He's going around the world. No, the we have we have the uh, the commentator now asking why Dick Justice is allowing this to happen, but this is apparently oh, the there's time a, they've seen it. There's a full chop from Dick Justice right to uh, Orange Cassidy. It seems that Orange Cassidy thought that his shenanigans were going to carry him through his entire career, but Super Cop Dick Justice is here to. Uh, well, and that's the thing too is in in you know in the couple of things I've seen Orange Cassidy, and he's one of those characters that's so absurd. Ooh, shoulder block. Vicious shoulder block for Orange Cassidy. He's the one super of those, cop barely moves, probably weighing in at what over three bills. Yeah, maybe between guess? yeah high two two bills, maybe three bills. I guess it depends how tall it, it, he is. It's it's difficult to tell if he's not standing next to. Uh, you know, I have to, I judge everyone based on when they stand next to a Hardy brother. Fair enough. Those very short six foot three. Yeah. <laughs> right in there. <laughs> Oh, now the crowd is, is is clapping, getting Orange Cassidy fired up so that he can slowly shoot off the ropes and oh, miss with a low with a high clothesline. Much more agile for a big man than one would expect. <laughs> so so far, what do you think of the Super Cop brand? For those that need to experience some some justice, Super Cop Dick Justice, he is laying down the law for a man that big. Imagine. Ron Jeremy and Bam Bam Bigelow had a kid. That's they, fair. That's a good good call. He's got the, the yeah. sort of curly mop on top of his head, the porn stash. Oh. 
but definitely has all the aggression if he when he chooses to unleash it. Although he's, he's pretty nonchalant. Uh-oh. Oh, orange Cassidy has grabbed the orange juice early, and he is... Uh, for the people who don't realize, he will often use this uh, much like the venom spray of oh, Japanese wrestlers. He'll I see. Spray it in the face of his. Oh, oh, oh. We're, we're going in with the kicks. Yeah, see, this is the kind of thing. Super Cop, when he started, he wasn't having any of these like slow motion shenanigans. But oh, oh, the spinning oh. back fist. <laughs> Whoa, the nunchuck cannon. But I love the uh, I love the type of character that like the other wrestlers, no matter who they are, have to come down to their level. He is, yeah, shenanigans wise, to the level of his opponent. Oh, the juice! Oh, Orange Cassidy winding up and then spitting orange juice into the eyes of Officer Dick Justice. That's got to burn. I hope he doesn't pull that finger gun out and start trying to fire blindly. Not sure what Orange Cassidy. Oh, oh it looks slam, like a apparently. choke slam. He goozled him, as Jim Ross used to say. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is! The finger gun has come out. How can you do that? Dick Justice has pulled the finger gun on Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy on his knees trying to fight the finger gun away. Oh, no! Oh, so- He's turning it around on him! He's got it against his own forehead. In the mouth. The crowd, yep, no, it's in the mouth now. The crowd oh. is beside themselves, clearly not concerned for their own safety. Well, they came for wrestling, not homicide. <laughs> I do appreciate that part of uh, Officer Dick Justice uh, wrestling attire includes a fanny pack with the American flag on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just sad that we could never see him... Uh, f- face uh, uh, the old uh, the old officer of the law from from Georgia. Oh, uh, the big boss man. Big boss man. Oh, I think God, they got the ref. The oh. ref has been shot with the finger gun, and the crowd is. There's a second ref that's on. I, I don't know if, if she's. Oh, they're, they're, oh, oh, and the no, second ref is down, and the third ref. How how many is rounds it? does he have left? How is it safe for the crowd to be that close to the ring when there's a uh, finger-propelled firearm? You get what you pay for. Oh, my God, they just shot one of the announcers. (laughs) They're both shocked. (laughs) You shot Joey Ryan. Oh, Oh, no. no. <laughs> They're going around in a circle, and the crowd is ducking so as not to be a, v- a fall victim to the finger guns. Oh, no. This guy in the yellow shirt looks like angry Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I paid for. Thought I was here to see some wrestling. And what the- is that? Swamp Monster swamp returns. Monster dives in front of the bullet. A swamp monster. Not a swamp monster. The swamp monster. <laughs> Came into the ring and dived in front of the finger gun, so Orange Cassidy did not get hit, but now he's got it against his temple. Oh, this could just... This, I, this there's just some music ugly. playing. What? There's a no. robot! <laughs> it looks like Tweaky. That is a fantastic robot suit. It is amazing. <laughs> this match is outstanding. For, for a match that's going on in a VFW hall and the uh, level of costumery of Dick Justice's uh, costume. This robot is killing it. Please tell me the cops here to help the swamp is the, monster. Is the is the robot 
wanting to attack the swamp oh. monster. He's the robot Orange Cassidy told him what happened. But that. Fi- oh no! Much like RoboCop, the bullets from the finger gun. Do- oh, he's reloading. But the robot <laughs> be deterred. Shakes his head. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Beat beat beat. <laughs> oh, oh he bends the finger guns. That's that's worse than any Marty Scroll finger manipulation. I feel like I enjoyed this segment much more than everybody in the audience. <laughs> I don't know. They are cheering. Else, <laughs> just said he doesn't even know robots can do this. <laughs> save a swamp monster? Of course, robots can save a swamp monster. And Orange oh, Cassidy. Oh, and he goes for the pin. Opportunistic. <laughs> oh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, about as fast as you'll see Orange Cassidy move. <laughs> Grabs the pin. Yeah, steals the uh, steals the victory. The victory from Officer Dick Justice. Uh, steals the fame from Super Cop Dick Justice. He's happy, but he is also sad as he checks on the swamp monster and his finger gun related injuries. The crowd is chanting freshly squeezed as well they should be. Yeah. As well as we all should be. <laughs> and uh Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. I like it. <laughs> People who can't afford the nine ninety nine for the WWE network to see uh Seth Rollins in the best wrestling in the world period. <laughs> Here we can see him. Back in the old bingo hall days with a couple of scrubs, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Probably a real lame, lame match because it's, you know, obviously it's not going to be as good as when he faced Baron Corbin at Stomping Grounds. Right, for sure. Maybe we'll take a look and see if they. How much of this. Uh, how much of this Ring of Honor uh, arena is going to be tarped off? See, that's the interesting thing that maybe people don't realize when you watch a Kenny Omega match. You could really tell the. The place that his career is in, just by how long his hair is. <laughs> I mean, the rookie shortcut still had the curly hair. Green is goose shit. You get longer, you get closer to the Bullet Club days. Oh, that was a fantastic uh, exchange. Man, young Brian Danielson is a uh, is a ground machine. I have to hand it to him. It's amazing he wrestles like a young Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's all the guys selling it, but uh, Bryan Danielson hitting Kenny Omega with a, a knee lift there, and it like it always looks brutal. Yes, it always looks like you just took it right in the crotch <laughs> when the guy goes flying over. Oh, is this a going for the double? Su- oh, what a bridge! So what is that move? What is it? It's like a an arm lock, but he's got one guy. He's got this Tyler Black guy's arm, and and then he's got Kenny Omega's other arm. Ooh, the crowd already breaking out the holy s word chants. Oh, take a bow, dragon. Cattle mutilation, as the announcers are calling it. That's what that move is known as. Here come the forearms to uh, one Tyler Black. Kenny Omega breaking it up. 
And Kenny Omega in 2008 already repping the uh, the Japanese characters on his trunks. So this is where he absolutely made his bones in the business. Yeah. With the Street Fighter intros. I was going to say, so what you're telling me is he was always kind of a Japanese nerd? Yes, yes. I hope there's a Tyler Black just coming in wailing on Kenny Omega and you can hear nice him spinning almost him hear him under his breath saying you're never going to get into WWE you'll never be a stomping <laughs> grounds I hope there's a picture somewhere of like 11 year old Kenny Omega with a Street Fighter arcade machine oh I'm sure just right. happy as hell Oof. vicious European uppercuts You can definitely still see the Brian Danielson in in his movesets today, but uh, he's just so much more aggressive, so much more uh, on the attack. Yeah, he's a younger man. He's he's kind of faster. He's got a little bit more pepper behind his shots. And you have to wonder how much of that is uh, not working a WWE schedule, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you have to you have to learn to like not beat the other guy quite so hard because you both have to wrestle tomorrow night. Say the bell rung about eight less times at this point in his life. Sure. Can you make his hair has looked ridiculous forever? Yeah, it's true. It's like the weeb perm. It's it's weird to me to hear him uh like shout stuff in the ring too because all his promos are very uh, almost whispered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, looking at Tyler Black, all I can think is that Dean Ambrose is going in the opposite direction. <laughs> like Tyler Black went from wearing wrestling trunks and boots, or whatever, like that, to wearing like some kind of full pants, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose is going from full pants to ah, wrestling trunks. They, generally speaking, in the Indies seem to favor keeping the sort of sports uh, angle to things. Now, of course, Vince McMahon has decided within the last 72 hours that he's also going to do that. Right. By deciding where the commercials go. I don't know what the uh, hell he thinks he's doing. Of, of all the uh, the decisions Vince McMahon makes, this is one of the first ones that I'm really kind of a fan of. Because I also oh, you don't want griping about the. I don't want matches to go between uh, yeah. commercial breaks. Yeah. I think that's dumb. I also think it's dumb that every other match is two out of three falls now, so that guys can get two, sp- uh, you know, two segments in. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of strange stipulations for no apparent reason. Yep. Whew. The uh, suicide plancha out of the ring. Kenny Omega caught by both of his opponents, but also his uh, the back of his kind of calves hitting the Ring of Honor fans and the uh, the railing. Man, 2008 Ring of Honor, that was the time to be watching some indie wrestling. It's, uh, yeah, there's some... Still pretty small halls, but but on jam. And, and uh, the, the roster's just got to be stacked with guys that yeah, we see, you know, in big time wrestling now in some of, what is it called? Right. Right, uh, the best wrestling in the world, yeah, I believe. Yeah, on the planet in the world, I don't yep. remember which one. 
Nice flip, Tyler Black. I mean, it's, he's no uh, Baron Corbin, but sure, it's pretty good professional wrestling. Well, no one is wearing no one is wearing like a uh, button-up shirt and some suit pants, so it's only going to be so good. And you know, I think that we would all agree that if we could have Vince McMahon decide the end of each match just before it starts, that would really improve <laughs> everything across the board. Sure. Will he be doing that with uh, with his football league deciding who's deciding win at who's, the last minute? Yeah, only You're if there's gambling angry, involved. Angry teams. Yeah. Only if there's gambling involved. I get dislocated shoulder right there. There will definitely be gambling involved because I'm going to bet that that thing's canceled in two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's uh, it's vintage Brian Danielson. It's it's a uh, nerve and joint manipulation, almost like right. Marty Skrull or oh Zack Saber. Oh, not only the fingers but the shoulder blade. Only for a two count, though. But what I didn't understand about independent wrestling at this time is you, you figure the bigger companies have all these scouts, and what they're scouting are these high-flying or highly technical matches, and so they sign some of the stars that they're interested in, and then they're forced to go the E-way of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And It's like if you don't have a top-notch creative team behind that, behind that character, behind that wrestler... You're missing out what pretty much intrigued the audience and the independent scene at that time, and you, well, yeah, you lose so all the much. you lose all the nuance because they're they just sort of have their palette of ma- of moves and they do them very deliberately because they want everything to be presented very deliberate. Whereas you you lose all the little the little things that you see any of these guys do in the match to further the legend of who they are. You're no longer really furthering the legend other than if you're getting put over being given a belt in WWE, like an individual match. Cesaro does. You know, Cesaro, to me, always puts on a hell of a show. I always feel like he's trying to get to the next level. You don't see that across the roster at all, though, I don't believe. And why would you when you've got Cesaro playing a great heel and all your top heels are fucking stiffs? Kenny Omega is just kind of a punching bag for the last five minutes. First it was Brian Danielson, now uh, Tyler Black is just kind of tossing him around the ring, stomping him in the throat. I mean, I know they're few and far between nowadays, you know, the non-Kenny Omega fans. Say what you will, the man plays it safe, he makes everyone look good. I mean, those those types of performers are few and far, bete- far between nowadays. It doesn't matter what gender, what uh, you know, program or product you're working with. Everyone's going for the the high risk, high reward. He had that uh, that hour long slobber knocker against oh Chris Jericho in New Japan, and uh, if you watch that first the first match they had it with one another, there's a moment where he's clearly going to try to step from the first rope to the second, and he realizes like he just brushes his heel against it, and he's like, "We just put on a hell of a match. Why, why am I going to take a chance? Yeah, you know, just seal the deal, call it done." And uh, I thought it was a really telling moment. Um, uh, can, telling you who Kenny Omega is. Like, you know, it was totally unnecessary to take that extra chance. It would not have furthered anything. You know, they had already put on an amazing match. 
It would have would have put at risk everything that's happening now had one of them been uh, injured. It's fascinating to watch this too. It was 2009? Is that when they said the match was yeah, uh, take place? Yeah, is one that we're watching here. Satan in the front row. It's it's fascinating to oh Kenny Omega stopping Brian Danielson to try for a kick and then not getting it. Oh, oh, very gosh. nice, like right a butterfly into suplex into an armbar. Nice escape. Oh no, it's uh, more Disarmer? of a Becky Lynch disarmer. And he will roll up. No, it's fascinating to watch this wrestling uh, because this is essentially the kind of wrestling you get now in the last couple of years from from an NXT. Yeah, or um, an Evolve. Interesting that, uh, you know, Ooh. the um, WWE had, uh, was going to do the 10th anniversary Evolve show, yeah. and then Kenny Omega said, well, this is some bullshit. It's the same day as our charity event. But I don't. I, as much as it's fun to think in those terms, I don't know that Evolve set up their 10-year anniversary uh, in such a way as to sure. Now, did WWE need to decide to pull the trigger and finally showing Evolve? We've heard rumors about this yeah, for a long, of, long time. Of all the times that they could decide to show yeah. another federation on their, you know, their network programming, they choose this particular yeah. moment and this particular day. That that absolutely is suspect. Yeah, suspect. Hard hard to say for for sure, but uh, both great events. The cool thing about the network, you don't have to watch it live. Very true. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling that I'll be watching. Um, the uh, Fighter Fest live, and then putting on the uh, the Evolve uh, match. Looking yeah, forward to the bro at a later time. Doing some uh, no later that evening. Oh know, yeah. yeah. Is it really a super kick if the guy if the guy is on his knees already? Yeah, I guess so. I I, I think that uh, that is one one area where Shawn Michaels might have some complaint is the super kick is. Been watered down a little. Are they, oh, for sure. Some some excellent kicks, some better than average kicks. They're all called super kicks, and I don't know if that's right. Well, when Mick Foley was Dude Love, he oh. used to perform sweet shin music ah, instead yes. of sweet shin music. Like, I think if a guy's already on his knees, maybe it's only like a decent kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decent kick, yep. Double uh, pads come off. Yeah, Kenny Omega is fired out. up. It's like the greatest American oh. hero. He's looking for the one-winged angel. For just a like a twelve-minute match, this is action-packed. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Ooh, and I miss da- I miss Daniel Bryan doing like that. Oh, the oh, elbows. there it is. I'm glad that he brought these back. Ouch. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. A cattle mutilation. Not no choice but to tap. Kenny Omega. You will never be part of the greatest professional oh, wrestling in the new world. Goodbye. <laughs> I said good day, sir. You get nothing. <laughs> you lose. See, you got to grab that and mm-hmm. put that right after that. All right, Brandon, you have us set to watch a match. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee versus Jimmy Havoc from Riptide Wrestling. Why don't you give us a little bit about it? Oh, this is... Amazing match happened in 2017, uh, late fall of 2017. It's a tables match, which normally you won't hear uh, Matt Riddle or Keith Lee go in. Definitely Jimmy Havoc's wheelhouse, but I mean, when you're 
looking at one side of the ring and you're seeing the king of bros and you got the other side of the ring and you're seeing a whole stadium bask in someone's glory you have to feel intimidated despite how comfortable you are with the pain you're going to endure and that is exactly what Jimmy Havoc is going to do in this match. He <laughs> yeah, is he's going a, to take pain and endure. He is a British legend, to be sure. I, the one th- interesting thing is this Riptide Wrestling, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, great cinematography. It looks like it's filmed as a like a it's just very cinematic. And the other thing is that uh, the stipulation on this one's weird. It's like the first person to go through two tables, tables. or, <laughs> I don't know, it's set up very similar. Do you have to go through two at once, or like you go through one table and now it's, you're down one? Uh, we'll have to watch it and figure it out, because okay. I can't recall exactly how that goes. But it, uh, we start, uh, start off with a uh, commercial for purple mattresses. I'm wondering if this is customized to your YouTube, or <laughs> if they put these in front of all the wrestling videos, because they figure wrestling fans probably have sore backs. First to two falls table match, yes, yes. Hey, okay. Know, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so, we've seen several purple mattress mag. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to assume that means that uh, the you you have to you have to you don't have to go through two tables at once. No, the, no, the no, first no. person who puts the other two in. So the first that has two falls ah, table okay. match is the winner. Three great. What 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 a great lineup. And what a damn shame that in NXT we're not seeing Riddle and Keith Lee to work together at all. Yeah. Bro Lee, please happen. I I, I love that Matt Riddle is getting pushed. Um, I love Matt Riddle. It's it's a blast. But they they are, to me, um, sort of the the next wave in my fandom of El Generico and Kevin Steen. Sure. These are Fight Forever guys. And Did Jimmy Havoc just put himself through a table? Yeah, yes. everyone's stunned. That is a clear sign of intimidation when you're saying, you know what, I'm going to get the first one out of the way, fellas. So does that mean he's down one? No, no bell ring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so before, before the match, match even starts, yes. he puts himself through. He set up a table and then jumped through the table. Matt, oh. Matt Riddle is flabbergasted. Trying to take some of that glory away from Keith Lee, and <laughs> maybe not all the glory, but some of the shimmer. Now this isn't a two-on-one match. No, no like no. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle no. can also go at it. Yeah, they no. just might not. The crowd chanting one more time, <laughs> despite the fact that that would eliminate Jimmy Havoc. He thinks <laughs> because he put himself through the table. Oh, that, that he got, he got the first fall. So he thinks he, he got more himself. time. Now the ref is going to explain. <laughs> he's all, oh, come on! <laughs> he asked me to put Matt Riddle through twice because Keevely ain't happening. <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, now the ref in for him. The bell has not rung yet. He thought he was getting a step up. Ah, uh, you fucked up, Chan, from yep. the crowd. But still, look at this. I mean, no sympathy whatsoever. Exactly. Busting out another table, he's ready to go. But again, with the cinematography, this is 4K dolly work from outside the ring. Yeah, it's it beautiful. Is, it, it really is looks really great. well done. <laughs> and a couple years old, this match. I wonder what they're doing now. I have to look into this Riptide wrestling. It is definitely something that a lot of other non WWE wrestling companies don't really go over. 
is the is camera angles and mm. and you know the cinematography and trying to set this this stuff up. Oh, a shot to the throat. Ooh. But in in the WWE's case nowadays, you have to keep to the hard camera or else you see half of a stadium just empty. Uh, That's yeah. fair. You wouldn't get to see a little Petey steal. Jerk. <laughs> oh. oh! Hanging out in the front wall with his mom who looks like Granny Adams. <laughs> Keith Lee and uh, Matt Riddle just ping-ponging poor Jimmy Havoc back yes. and forth across the ring with forearm shots. Oh. Jimmy Havoc really does look like the everyman when compared to these two athletes. <laughs> He's got a secret. Oh, Jimmy Havoc trying to take a cheap shot on Keith Lee to bring himself... (laughs) They're just toying with the poor man at this point. Yeah, every time uh, Jimmy Havoc puts some offense on one of them, the other one comes after him. Why would you? Why would you go for a match where both of your opponents are kind of buddies? Yeah, I don't know what led to this match, but uh, I'm glad that it did. <laughs> I'm fascinated too that uh, like I don't see the other cameras when when they they're doing shots. Yeah, different yeah, camera great. shots because some of them look like they're on a on a dolly or a crane. Some of them look like they're done from, you know, standing. And, I mean, it's definitely a like a high school gym bingo hall scenario. Here yeah. It no, it looks a little bit like the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. <laughs> it's lit perfectly. Oh. Who's going to get that fall? Oh, now they're, okay, now we're starting to see some, uh. Some action between Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle. Now fighting over who's going to put Jimmy Havoc through the table. <laughs> Jimmy Havoc, fine to allow this uh, scrum to take place. Absolutely. Gives him time to breathe. Oh. Woo! That was a heck of a chop. From oh, Matt you know it's coming. Oh, oh. Just drops Matt Riddle with a chop. Oh, he's so good. The Keith Lee chance. All three, uh, all three. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, blowing out my amp here, man. What are you, new? Jimmy Havoc going <laughs> going for a chop and then instead just poking him right in the eyes. not contain himself when the eye doing came. Nope. <laughs> oh. Now it's Matt Riddle and Jimmy Havoc uh, laying the kicks into Keith Lee. I don't know who's going to get what what <laughs> who's going to get him up to get him through the table. Oh, oh, oh. Keith Lee does this incredible double chop that looks and sounds vicious. The bottom rope in the UK very loose. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Looking uh, like a giant red no, vine. No, <laughs> no springboards coming off that bottom rope. No, I guess that's uh, maybe for ease of sliding under. It's definitely a different style. Oh no! <laughs> and now we have an ad because oh, no. YouTube. This is the purple mattress. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Keith Lee was getting ready to uh, bounce off the ropes and oh, 3D. 3D. Keith Lee came off the ropes gets... and 3D'd himself through the table. Who 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 gets the fall for that? I, I would think, yeah, Jimmy Havoc. 
Jimmy Havoc and uh Oh, one fall each. Yeah, yeah all right. to them. Fair enough. The table disintegrated. Yeah, those aren't like it the regular like, tables like you the get to classic no, crunched like, in half. Like yep. he's got shrapnel that he has to deal with. Those look like half plastic, half cork board tops. Matt Riddle sending uh, Jimmy Havoc to the outside with a ripcord knee. The camera is so good that these wonky wrestling crowd that you're used to seeing in all these places that look like extras from a Hollywood movie. Right. It's so strange. Oh. Oh, he's biting his toe. toe. Toe, no. That's the that's, <laughs> that's why Rusev wears boots now, man. People will screw with your toes. How about the hubbub that Rusev's uh, contract may be up soon? Uh, he's another one I look at, like, uh, the perfect 10. I don't know where he lands. Oh, he can land anywhere. He's so good. And he's... He, with If you got the elite helping him... Oh, no, he's going to give him a paper cut between his toes. Oh, a paper cut between the toes. One of the most dastardly moves in uh, professional wrestling Jimmy today. Have it and the Savage crowd. bastard going from toe to toe. Oh, uh, helping him with the social media, he and Lana. Yeah. Know, like turning their social media into a show like the Elite does. And sure. Like, you know, uh, they've taught so many people to do. I think that they would be a huge hit. I'm, I am definitely one of the sympathetic uh, Rusev fans. I mean, the man is, what, 0-20 in pay-per-views if he's ever on one. Right. I, mean, I think the last time that uh, uh, they had a pay-per-view, he... Uh, tweeted a picture of himself in the nude in a hotel room watching the final episode of Game of Thrones yep. <laughs> because he wasn't booked for the pay-per-view. Uh, this is a long slide for a man who drove a freaking tank. Jimmy Havoc's got Matt Riddle set up on a table outside. Oh, oh Keith, Keith Lee, Lee that catches him before he can hit Matt Riddle on the table oh, outside. No. Uh-oh. Oh, and the table didn't break. Doesn't count. Got to hate that. Does not count. (laughs) I am the table. That is, look at that table. That is a solid, solid table. It absolutely (laughs) is. Those aren't gimmick tables. Ref telling him, oh, you got to do it again. Did not count. One more time. Another crowd where there are uh, absolutely no no rails. The crowd just on their honor, mm-hmm. standing mm-hmm. about a foot back from the ring and clearing out of the way whenever the wrestlers come near. It seems to be the move for the good indies. Uh, we don't have that in Detroit. We have Ooh. the... Oh, the other indies. <laughs> <laughs> the other... Indeed. I've seen some good shows. I've seen some shit shows, but I've seen some good ones. No, there's certainly good shows to be had. That is true. But I do not see a a, a promotion where I think to myself, these guys are going to you know seize the national stage and yeah take take Detroit next level. They seem to be pretty content with what they've got. That chair or that table has at least one broken leg on it. Oh yeah, it's I don't know backwards. what. Keith Lee thinks he's going to do with it other than prop it in the corner and that did not work outside the ring someone's going to have to die 
as good as Riptide is with their cinematography, they must have had uh, just a budget for the cameras because they did not bring enough tables to this match. <laughs> yeah. The only he two has to so keep... far, three so far, if you count the one Jimmy Havoc put himself in before the match. He has to keep using the uh, the broken table yeah. until it breaks. Oh! Oh, that's how you almost break it. No. Jesus. <laughs> just count Everyone's it, like, ref. For the love of God, of Keith Lee is trying bitch. everything. Just count it. Keith Lee's Keith Lee furious now. Spearing Matt Riddle into the table, the, and the thing did not give. Did Jimmy set this table up? <laughs> oh no, we got another Purple Mattress commercial just as Keith Lee is addressing the crowd on the mic. Keith Lee is not happy that he that table is that not the table's been going down. As he was unable to put uh, Matt Riddle through it with a. Very, very big spear. <laughs> but fortunately for his combatants this evening, the purple mattress. Just exactly what they need. <laughs> he leaves not gonna be disrespected by this table. By a table? <laughs> Gonna be hell to pay. Poor Matt Riddle having to take a third. <laughs> yeah, shot. yeah. He's just getting crushed By against Keith this table. Lee. This is some. Uh, this is some Shane O'Mac, oh, uh, just King of the Ring stuff. Oh, there it goes. First fall, Lee. Everybody's got one fall now. So whoever goes through the next table. Oh, he's Matt Riddle unconscious, but so happy that he finally went through the table. <laughs> even, even his unconscious look looks like, bro. <laughs> it's funny pertaining to both Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, too, because I still feel like there's there, like there's time in NXT. Like, they'll have their moment. It's just not right now. Yeah, definitely. And the way, the way we're seeing things, who knows? I mean, the, the landscape we're, is... Whereas, so unique at this exact moment that uh whereas with you know when somebody gets called up from NXT to like Raw or SmackDown like if they're not on fire within I don't know a couple of weeks then it's like well there's the hole yeah what happened to Alistair he's just doing promos he's just hanging out in the back I think somebody needs to convince Alistair at this point I don't even think Alistair's in the same arena as the SmackDown that's going on in any given week mm, he is be. in a room in an arena they were at two months ago Ooh. waiting for someone to knock on that door let him know that they moved to the next and town nobody, yeah nobody told him <laughs> oh. he's just in there with a lighting rig and a camera oh embarrassing embarrassing He's got his hand raised, and he's hoping someone's going to come in so he can ask if he can use the lavatory. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee looking to uh, set up Jimmy Havoc for the final fall here. I don't know if Jimmy Havoc has the weight to go through one of these tables. You'd have to, like, drop him off a third story. Right. Again, ooh, ooh, Matt Riddle. Not going to let Keith Lee so easily claim this. Victory. E Honda belly slap. All them slaps. Woo. Woo. Some salty language from Matt Riddle. These tables oh. seem to have pissed everybody off. <laughs> Somebody in the crowd. That's definitely something that is uh, fantastic in an independent show. Is the crowd just you know 
chanting something crazy or something. You get to hear that one voice in the crowd that says something funny right, at the right, very right. at the perfect oh. moment. The table is refusing to stay up now. Oof. Keith Lee puts one one leg up, and then as he's walking and the, the ring is bouncing, the table going down. Uh, that was, <laughs> he's praising the table for just for staying up. Of oh, Jimmy Havoc is back. He's looking to powerbomb Keith Lee off of the second rope. That's the only way that's going to happen. I was surprised and very pleased to see that Jimmy Havoc was signed by AEW. Yeah. Keith Lee has, for a very long time, been doing the shh spots. I've seen him do that several times at Devolve shows in Detroit. Bold move when you've had the tables uh, no-sell your moves all night. (laughs) He definitely has uh, a charisma that you haven't seen from a guy his size in a while. No, he's, he's... Fantastic. Oh, oh, and a moonsault off the second rope, but Jimmy Havoc moving the table. Probably best for everybody. I'm not sure that moonsault would have gone through the table. Now is uh, gonna, Jimmy Havoc's going to try and work on Matt Riddle. Looking for a top rope Frankensteiner. Matt Riddle is not going to let that happen. No business, bro. Catches him. Jimmy Havoc is so underclassed. Oh! Oh. A sit-out powerbomb through the table by Matt Riddle to Jimmy Havoc. The winner, the king of bros. The king of bros. Fantastic. That was a fun. That was a fun match. Um, Weird stipulation, right? Like the uh, very strange, very strange. <laughs> Especially uh, when you have these tables. Yeah. Definitely much more in the hardcore vein than the previous matches that we watched tonight. Yes, a little bit, a little bit, and definitely probably the hardest core I've seen out of uh, Riddle or Lee. Have you seen any hardcore matches out of either of those guys? Uh, hardcore, no. But uh, if you go through the PWG backlogs, you will see a lot of gimmick matches with okay. Matt Riddle. Um, whether they be from the tag team or singles, and well, I don't want to, like, he seems like he'd be a lot of fun with almost every gimmick. And I don't want to take anything away from yet. the match, but really the star of that particular match is the cinematography, is oh, the is way it, that it's shot. Yeah. The way that it's shot is fascinating. I, I totally agree. Whatever they did, they did it just right. And yeah. Smoke in the room mixed with whatever camera setting they had. Yeah, you so. if if there were uh, the like I said, if the smells like Teen Spirit cheerleaders and like the the if Nirvana was off to one side, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. It looks like that video. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Kurt Cobain would be. <laughs> I would be surprised. Would, well, yeah, I would definitely be surprised by that. All right, I'm kind of a low-energy Jeb today, so I think maybe we're going to have to call it quits. That's fine. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for thanks coming. Thanks for coming out, man. We will definitely, uh, with, uh, I mean, SummerSlam is only a couple of months away, but uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll go back into training to try and uh, go up against you with those pro wrestling scorecards for the championship. Anything to bring legitimacy back to what I own and possess. I appreciate <laughs> it a lot more. 
right and uh people can definitely find you over at the uh one fall show facebook group yeah uh, sharing things and getting involved in the discussions do you want people to chase you down anywhere else or do you want them to leave the champ uh, uh no 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 please find me um uh, i'll break the fourth wall in cafe brandon lipke l-i-p-k-e you can find me always on the one fall show page um anything i could do uh as far as bringing you some weird indie matches or expanding my knowledge i, I appreciate matches especially from all around the world uh your fans like jace bell throwing in some lovely australian yes, uh, murder yeah. death kill matches as of late <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, Freddie Rick Hang's always got some great Japanese wrestling matches oh to share gosh. with us. Yes. All right. Cool, man. What can people do to uh, help us out, Mr. Bean? As uh, always, I encourage you guys to, uh, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's Podbean or iTunes or something like that, leave us a review. Uh, rate us. Let pe- let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like so we can uh, you know, change up some of the stuff that you're like, man, I hate it when you guys say kayfabe motherfucker. Uh, all right, well, we're not going to stop, but you know, at least let us know that you don't like it. Um, and as always, you can find myself. Uh, when I'm not on this podcast, on the Nerd Radio Podcast, which is part of the B-Pod Studios Network and on WRIF.com. Shawnee! Yeah, you can find me at Shawnee.Constant on Instagram, occasionally doing stuff, sharing uh, uh, some of the work I'm doing and uh, showing off stuff in the Wrestle Palace uh, art studio, the art gallery, and uh, and complaining about my car, uh, <laughs> which is no longer running. But uh, thanks, everybody. Hit him with it, Shawnee. Have fun. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. That's the stuff. All right. Well, it's an episode. All right, let's just open this up here. What do you want me to reach? I've got two words for you. Okay. Did you did you forget the words? Are one of the words in the sentence the two? Well, I mean, there's six words, so I mean, technically seven if you separate I and I've into I have. I have two words. What what are the two words? What two words do you want me to say? Oh my god. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.